For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19 We want to thank our sponsor, Noonday Exploration. Noonday helps families by purchasing oil and gas royalties from estates. For more information, call 903-530-9352 or go to NoondayExploration.com. Now, I am so excited to have Dave and Barb Howe back on the show to share wisdom today. We heard their story on an episode that I think I'm going to call... Game Changing the Porn Battle. And so, welcome back, Dave and Barb. We're Thank so you. glad you're here. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm glad to be here. Well, I, I'm really excited because today we get to focus on what, you know, the victory, where we are winning this terrible battle that is happening in our culture, where women are being, you know, taken advantage of and and stripped of their dignity, even in work situations. And, I mean, it's just a battle out there. Now, just so my listeners know, I have a really long bio for both Dave and Barb on the show they, where they told their story. And the reason I'm not going to do it today is I just want more time with y'all. But mm-hmm. if you want to know more about them, they have a really extensive, they're both authors and writers. And Barb has a wonderful blog for grandparents and, and giving him all kinds of good wisdom about how to be a wonderful grandmother. Barb, share me share with us your how they can find your, your uh, blog. Um, they can just look for spiritual legacymemoir.com and uh, they'll find they'll find my blog posts there well you are an amazing woman and so when when you told your story about you know figuring out how to really recover from the shock of of recognizing some of the symptoms that was that were happening in your own marriage with your husband uh dave what it's just hard for me to even say this because i i know y'all and i just know how wonderful your marriage is but i know dave you talk about how um, tricky this whole temptation is for men and it is really common yeah so you're having a lot of success, and you have had for for at least ten years and maybe longer. You've been leading groups of men. It started in your church with something y'all called the Purity Plat- Platoon. I love that name, by the way. <laughs> well, that's the group. That's the group that I went to. It was called the Purity Platoon, and then the groups that I led at my church we called Four Men Only. I love that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what is working. Like if you're a single mom and you're raising a boy and he's turning 11 and and you can't hardly take his phone away from him because you know he needs it. But what what is working for the men out there in our culture? Well, if you, you mentioned the teens, and uh, that is something I would like to talk about. I have a post on my w- website, DaveHow.org, called Warning Teenage 
danger zone. Wow. And uh, the thing is, in our groups, we are getting men that are younger and younger. In fact, mm -hmm. we've had some 21-year-olds who have already been looking at porn for 10 years. Wow. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I think that is the big challenge for mothers out there right now. So there are some uh, programs out there that uh, parents should have probably um, – and I go into some of the details and name some of the products, but there are ways that uh, parents can keep track of what the kids are doing on their phones. They can even have the phones shut off after 10 o'clock or whatever time they want to set it for. So parents do need to really take charge of what the kids are looking at online because to me, we just don't want um, the teens to get into that because of the addictive nature of it and because of the the things it's teaching them about women and sexuality and it's just mm. all incorrect information <laughs> it's all not what god wants well when it, when a man because i think there are people in our culture that are going to think oh these people they're so prudish what do they know but when a man or a woman actually it's becoming a problem for women too yeah and uh, and and I think we're more engaged at an emotional level than men are. So in some ways, men are more vis visual and physical, but a woman is more emotional when she finds ways to be. I don't know even what to say here, but but we all with it, we all know what we're talking about here. Where women find ways to have their needs met, and 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 it is short circuiting their real relationships. Or yeah. men, men do the same thing. So um, this is a common problem for everybody. My question for you is, uh, what is working to help? Like, I know you mentioned accountability partners in your book. So talk to yeah. me a little bit about that. Well, I think it's, it's critical that you find, uh, for a guy to find an accountability partner. So in our groups, we have that kind of built in. But if you're not in a group, find somebody uh, who's, a mentor type relationship, someone who's been through it and has a good solid uh, sexual relationship, you know, with his wife, and and it's uh, he's not into any of that sexual sins. So uh, to guide him and and to uh, help him to be accountable for what he's doing, somebody needs to check up on you. Someone you can meet with once a week and. Uh, and really discuss these things and grow. What what works is really growing in your faith. Oh, interesting. Really over, yeah, overall, it's it's all about uh, what I call our group is a discipleship group, mm. and sex happens to be the topic. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. I think I so, uh, that yes. that certainly jives with what I believe and what I've experienced in my own marriage. To me, uh, the goal of companionship really that God intended is the physical piece is only one little small part of what real companionship is. Exactly. And emotional and spiritual growth are the benefit of being married for, David. and I have been married 35 years, but the longer you're married with that companion, the more you your your relationship shifts from physical to, to spiritual, then the more right. satisfying it is. All of it. The whole piece. Right. Yeah. 
Well, um, so do you find that some men, especially in the church, they come to these programs and they say they're going to get better, but they really don't? How does that work? Well, it is up to them to make a commitment to surrender this. And you see it a lot of times, a little at a time. Ah. Incremental. We usually hang on to a guy for about nine months of going through a program so there's time to change, time for him to grow in his faith, uh, time to him. You know, we put these guardrails into place like uh, accountability uh, software and other markers to help a guy. But then it's ultimately between him and the Lord to, to get closer to God, see what God wants for his life and his sexuality and to really be sold out to not to you know to think of it as a behavior modification that's not what we do that doesn't work so well it won't stick you know if you're just trying to modify behavior we're trying to re-educate a guy on how to live his life how to get through the bumpy parts well you know i like your guardrail suggestion and i couldn't help but think of the last time i was at the bowling alley you know because <laughs> my, my boy's a gutter ball, and, but what I really want is a strike, and I think men really get that idea. They want to knock down all the pins in their life, and, and they, a spare is okay, but they'd rather have a strike. Barb, oh, yeah. do you, did you feel the guardrails that helped? I mean, did you feel encouraged by that? Even Because I would think if it's anything like overeating or some of the other things I struggle with, I would think there's, you know, you, 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 it's three steps forward, two steps back. I think, yeah, I think that there, you, you can always expect that there are going to be some setbacks along the way. Um, I think that the, the main thing is um, learning how to trust him again uh-huh. and being willing to forgive the way Christ has forgiven us or me for things that I've done and things that we've done. So I think you know, there's, that's a two-part thing there. <laughs> Yes. Actually, you brought up a great point. I don't want to forget. Maybe we have a little time. I'm watching my clock before we go to the break. But if not, we'll do this when we come back. I don't want to forget to ask you. Oh, we've got two minutes. So that answers my question. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you, Dave. Like if a woman is in her home wondering what she can do to help her husband and she sees the problem, how can she bring it up to talk about him, talk about it with him in a way that he'll He'll be willing to hear what she has to say, and what can she do to encourage him. So we're going to go to the break, but that's what I want to talk about when we come back. So don't don't forget. Remind me if I forget. Okay. So before we go to the break, I want to mention again DaveHow.org and this wonderful book, which men are going to love because it's got short, really short chapters that are just full of – I love the things you say about your wife – putting her elbow in your side when you mess up. I mean, I could really relate to that. And I love the way you talk. My thing is I kind of judge men by how they talk about their wives, and you always say such sweet things about Barb. So the name of this book is Live Pure and Free, The 90-Day Game Changer with Dave Howe. And you can find that on his website, DaveHowe.org. Don't forget, I keep all this stuff on my website, too, KathyCraffy.com where we talk about Texas uh, truth with a Texas twang and any other topics. There's no taboo topics in our world. We just take it all on. So you want to give me a quick 15-second soundbite as we go to break, Dave? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> no, not hard at all. <laughs> Is it worth uh, it? It's, it's worth it to get 
better. For the guys that are listening or for the wives, I want to say they can get pure. Guys can get pure. They can oh, live pure. It is possible. That's such a great thing to close this segment. We'll be right back. We've got to go to break. Got to let our sponsors know we love them. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. We're going to talk some more. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over it's a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly, with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of Dynamic Women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. We're talking to Dave and Barb Howe, and he is the author of this book, Live Free and Pure, The 90-Day Game Changer, and it, it is an amazing book really 
well-written book for men and we know men don't really like to read that much usually some of them do but not many and this book is really written from the way a man reads like one little chunk at a time and then process and think and apply so i love the way you did this dave now before we left i promised that i would ask because i know i've got a lot of women listening if a if a gal is in her home and maybe she finds some magazines or Victoria's Secret catalogs or whatever and he, he kind of has a dead look behind his eyes. Maybe things are changing in the bedroom and she's wondering, what? how do I even bring this up with my husband? And maybe she's tried and he shut her down. So Dave, what can a woman say that a man will be able to hear? Well, I think she she can say how that makes her feel, what she's finding and how she makes that feel, because he can't argue with how it makes her feel. If she comes at him, you know, accusatory and uh, reading the riot act, that won't get a good reaction. But no. expressing her feelings on it can't argue with it. Chris Legg did some great work on girls on how to, I'm just talking to my listeners, on how to talk to your husbands, and that's about what he said. Dave, and so if if you miss Chris Legg's uh, podcast, they're out there. On, for We did those for Father's Day. And so if you're having trouble getting through to your husband, that's another resource. Well, Barb, did that work at your house? Well, I, I think I would have to say that it did. Um, I think the thing that I had to deal with, Dave, was just um, establish where the boundaries were that there were certain things and that were not going to work, that uh, certain things that I was not going to accept, and just let him know that um, I'm, I wasn't telling him what to do. I was telling him what I was willing to do or not willing to do and uh, put up with. Yeah, that really? made a difference, yeah. I really love Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I really love the way you did that because it, it points to such good boundaries. I'm sorry I'm choking. I may have to get a peppermint. <laughs> well, I think it's important, too, for the wife to remember that uh, the things that your husband and the behaviors that he's engaging in are not your fault. You're not the one who is responsible for them. But you do have a role in um, how, how the outcome comes, and part of that is the way that you react. And... Um, you know, sometimes you have to remember that uh, um, the thing that you might want to do may not be the best thing to do. Ah, you know, if you wanna if you wanna scream and shout and if you wanna give them an ultimatum, that probably is mm, not the best way to go. Um, you need to really stop and think about how would you want him to approach you if he found something wrong that you were doing. Maybe you're a shopaholic or something and, and you know and it's affecting your finances and how would you want him right. to react to that? Well I think compassion is really humble and also can be firm though. So give us a sentence maybe if let's just role play for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's say I've noticed something at my house, maybe my son even, and I go in, and especially with a son, you're really tempted then to just tell him how the cow ate the cabbage, right? <laughs> so so let's pretend I'm the son, and you're going to come in and talk to me, and, and you're going to tell me, sweetie, I found this stuff. What does this mean? So, so Barb, kind of walk me through that. How would that sound? 
Well, um, it might sound something like, um, hmm, I uh, was putting away some laundry and I saw some materials in your closet that were inappropriate or that didn't seem quite right to me. Um, would you like to tell me why they're there? Okay. And so, Dave, if, if you're the son, are you going to respond like, you're not probably going to have a great attitude about that? <laughs> At least I'm just yeah. I'm just guessing. So how how do you how do you get past that initial defensive mechanism we all have? Well, the son, you know, has to realize he's he probably already knows that it, what he's doing isn't right if he's growing up in a Christian house. So yeah, he might be defensive, but I would still be firm and persist. So he knows there's some boundaries. I am a firm believer that. Children of all ages, and maybe even all of the adults, need to know where the boundaries are. It, it uh-huh. gives them a sense of security on knowing where the boundaries are. That's interesting. So in the case, like we're using as an example, we found something in our son's closet. We want to talk to him about it. We want him to know that we don't feel comfortable about having that in our home, but also... How do you do you find how do you talk to men about the future like I want you to be free of this because it's a burden to you? May I speak? Yeah. Of course. I, I had I had a thought here on this as we were going through this and and it's that uh very often using examples from our own lives as kind of our own testimony mm. helps to soften that conversation so if we would approach it from the standpoint of you know i noticed something in your closet or in your drawer or on the computer and just say you know i i've dealt with this in the past Mm. i've seen this in the past and then give them an example from your own life of why it isn't a good thing and just pose it without talking about their lives directly, but talking about your own experience with it. And I how love it that. Was good or bad? I love that. You know, that just takes all the pride out of it and our temptation to be so self-righteous. But when we have to share our own, our own experiences with sin, that changes the game, doesn't it? It does. I would say so. Yeah, I love that. I yeah, just, I just think y'all are so wise. <laughs> I also want to bring up Proverbs fifteen. You know, a soft answer turns mm. away, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So if we keep that in mind, to you know. Well, I love that, and and you talk about finding um, accountability partners. In your book, I, I don't want to forget to mention that in case uh, women are wondering, how can I help my husband? But but what if your husband's not really open to an accountability partner? Barb, you said you prayed and and things began to change. I did pray, and I do think that that is the first step. I think because if you're not willing to... Um, contribute to your marriage. You're married. You're one. Your husband and wife. You're one. And if you're, if you're 
not um, if you're not if you are not willing to make the marriage work, it's not going to work. You have to be willing to make it work. But I think you, you, it, it would be real easy for women to fall into the blame game and to mm-hmm. just talk with their their girlfriends, their, their their friends about how awful their husband is. That isn't going to solve anything, and that isn't going to have a good outcome. Uh, I think a better approach for a wife is to talk to um, one of the... The pastors are one of the ministry leaders, perhaps a woman who's a lay leader or a pastor at the church, mm-hmm. or to just talk to a counselor or even a trusted woman, maybe your age, maybe older, someone who you can confide in mm-hmm. and have a conversation that isn't going to turn into a um, just a complaint session. Yeah, I love that advice. In fact, I was thinking about a friend of mine who I basically had a real complaint session with one time about David, and I kind of came to the end. This is how I knew that she was the right friend that I'd chosen wisely. When I got to the end of all my fussing and complaining, she says to me, Kathy, your problem is you just want to be married to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And that Honestly, that's kind of become my theme when I, if I'm going to share something that personal that we're really working to get better at, I'm going to share it with somebody that I know, no matter what I say, they get me and they know I'm a sinner too. And they understand we're talking about my sin, not his. And and I love that when I find those kind of women, that's how I choose who I share with. Because I really think Dave deserve my husband, David deserves that kind of respect and honestly, I haven't always given that to him as a younger woman. I think I was really misguided myself and the way I handled that. And so now I just look for women that I know I can trust, that they, they respect him like I do. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say to you both how much I admire you for being so open. I mean, I feel like the devil took a beating today because <laughs> we are putting this out here where people can find it. Don't you think that, I'm sure you feel this way, or you would never have written this particular book on this topic. Don't you think the devil really hates it when we talk openly about this stuff? Absolutely. (laughs) Without question. (laughs) I mean, we say y'all are adventurous at heart and courageous, but you're really warriors at heart. And if anybody had any doubt about that, they should listen to that first episode we did when Barb shared about praying for you, Dave. I mean, what a woman you married. Yeah, yeah, very I mean, true. Oh, to have that kind of a battlefield mentality that you have, and then to have a wife who gets that role of praying so thoroughly in the scripture for her husband. I mean, what a blessing. That, yeah. That's just so cool. We have to close. Goodbye to you and to my listening friends. I am so happy about today's episode. So grateful for the house. Don't forget, you can get his book at davidhow.org. And you can find all this and many more podcasts at kathycraffy.com. That's K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo.com. Thank you for joining us at Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts. Thank you for joining us today, where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. All settled. Got in.